Now, I want to take a second to introduce you to someone by the name of Aaron Charles from Golden Triangle Developments. He's going to break down some of the principles and lessons that he's learned along his journey that he's using to unlock his personal greatness. So this is an episode you do not want to skip. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Javon.ca and you're tuning in to 100 Ways to Make 100K. And this is Aaron Charles. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. And thanks so much for spending a couple minutes with us. What was your name? My name's Aaron Charles. Aaron, it's such a pleasure meeting you. So I got a quick question for you. Now, do you remember the first time you made a hundred grand in a year? Absolutely. Okay, you gotta dive into it, man. Tell me, how did you do it? Like, where were you at the time? What were you doing? I'd love to learn more. Well, I'm in the real estate business, so my first $100,000 six figures came from the real estate industry. Um, it was through a purchase of real estate, um, and I turned around and sold that property in 12 months, and that was it, made my first 100,000. So like when you say you're in the real estate industry, you bought this thing, like, can you break that down for us? Yeah, no problem. So I bought my first property for $120,000. What? Um, yeah, it was out in Hamilton, 2009. And um, 12 months later, I turned around and sold it for $210,000. Wow. So did you just buy it and hold it and then sell it? Or did you have to do something to it? Like, what was the deal? Well, I literally you know, did my homework. I was looking at distressed properties, looking for properties below market value. I found a property that was about 80,000 below market at the time. I filled it up with tenants, did some small cosmetic repairs, painted the units. And a year later, someone else came in, offered me more for it. And I sold it. So when you say you were looking for like distressed properties, what does that actually mean? And like, how did you find this thing? Uh, distressed properties just means uh, properties that are, are in need of some tender loving care properties that you know owners may just want to get off their hands they're not interested in holding anymore and willing to give it for a steep discount um typically you know you find these properties through your networks you find them on mls through a realtor or you sometimes have to do it the hard way and door knock and look for properties that are um, neglected so i look for signs of you know roofs that aren't being taken care of shingles that are coming off windows that are broken lawns that aren't taken care of garbage in the in the front yard i speak to neighbors i find out what's going on with this property and then ultimately i try to find the owner put in an offer and obviously try to get it at a wholesale price interesting so do you remember finding the owner for this particular property i wonder what that was like at the time yeah i actually found this property on kijiji i found the owner on kijiji on kijiji you found a house on kijiji and you can find anything on kijiji that's crazy so i found this property on kijiji um it was an older gentleman. He was about 75 years old. He was looking to get rid of the property. Um, I messaged him. I went out to take a look at the property, put in an offer. 60 days later, closed on it, filled it up with some tenants. I was making $700 a month cash flow. But then I saw some other opportunities that I wanted to get. So I decided to sell this property, made $100,000. I went and bought two more properties with that 100000 That's crazy. So would you have ever guessed that you would have got your first grand from Kijiji? No. <laughs> now, how long were you trying to like make money before this? Were you trying a bunch of different things? Like what type of space were you in before you found this property? Well, I actually bought this property at 22 years old. So, you know, I just got into the world of trying to make money on my own outside of having jobs as a teenager. Um, but my first uh, entrepreneurial endeavors was uh, in the party promotion business. I did that for about a year, saved up the down payment, which is about $15,000. And then I start to look for bigger opportunities. And I knew real estate was where I can make uh, the biggest amount of money in the shortest amount of time 
if I applied the strategies that I've been teaching myself along the way. So it worked out for me. Grateful for it. Happy for it. And here I am today. Continue to move along. Interesting. How did you start learning about everything that was going on in real estate and all the things that were happening in that space? I'm a very simple person. I like to keep things simple. I start to research uh, the industries where the most millionaires come from and real estate um, is responsible for 90% of the millionaires in today's world. So I went with the higher possibility. I want to roll with the 90%. So real estate's where I put my head down and focused and uh, entered that space, learned it, went to a lot of seminars, networked, uh, took some courses. Um, but the true test for me was just trial and error and just getting in, getting my feet wet, learning the ins and out of the industry and um, swinging for defenses. What do you think like the biggest lesson from that first property was looking back on it today? Biggest lesson was uh, learning that $100,000 isn't a lot of money. <laughs> so patience, patience is key. If I was, if I held on to that property, I probably have made half a million to $600,000 easily. But that 100,000 was a great start. It allowed me to build some momentum, build, buy some more properties, get more experience. So that $100,000 was the entryway to my education of real estate. So I was very grateful and thankful for that. Interesting. So Aaron, do you remember your first 100 grand in a month? My first $100,000 in a month? Yeah, most definitely. Okay, dive uh, in, man. You got to tell us. <laughs> that was definitely in real estate as well, but it was just bigger stakes, buying bigger properties, um, making commissions off of the transaction. Um, the thing about the real estate industry is we transact and make money you know, monthly, but we sometimes don't see that payout for a very long time. So this particular payout was a $5 million deal, I think we did. I double-ended the deal, but it didn't close for another 90 days. So the way I like to calculate my money is um, getting paid by the effort on that particular day, but it doesn't have to be the exact day that I get paid out. So even if it's delayed by a year, it still counts and goes against that day that I transacted that uh, that that transaction. Wow! So five million dollar real estate deal just when you it seemed like it it was still when you were relatively new to real estate. Now maybe you could tell us a little bit about some of the things that you were doing at that time um, that led up to that five million dollar deal. Because like there's so many people that say yeah yeah, yeah I'm in real estate, but mm. they never see a five million dollar deal in their life. Yeah, it was a multifamily apartment building that um, I got for one of my investors. And then I turned around and actually JV'd and partnered back on the deal. Um, so I, I used my commissions from that deal and rolled it back into the deal um, because the, the true money is in the ownership of the real estate, not in the transaction of the real estate. But yeah, when, when I was young in the game, I was purchasing multifamily properties. I was um, doing buy, rental, and flips, and I was doing infill developments all before the age of 30. So you know, seeing six six figures was a was a was a was a common thing for my business at that time. Wow, that's really interesting. So, Aaron, let me ask: Do you remember your first hundred grand in a day? First hundred grand in a day, most definitely. Okay, dive in, please. <laughs> when we did when I when I transacted on our first uh, development project, okay, um, the commission on that deal was two hundred seventy five thousand dollars for that day. Um, <sighs> That, that, that was a very happy day for me. Um, it took some time to locate the property. It took some time to put the deal together, but definitely was able to achieve six figures in a day. That's crazy. So what, like, how does that work? That development deal, 275K commission. Some people say, yeah, 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 I want to make six figures. I want to make six figures and never even see that in their life, right? So mm -hmm. like, how does that commission on a development deal work. Maybe you could break down like the mechanics and some of the things that go into it. So people that have never heard about development can understand a little bit more about 
what it actually means. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about the numbers, right? So it's all about knowing what your commission is going to be and then looking for deals that pay out um, significantly. So, you know, this was, it ha this happened to be a $16 million deal. Um, the commission was 3%. Um, I, I co-brokered it with somebody else as well. So we, we ended up splitting the commission. My commission split was uh, about two, 250 to 275. Um, yeah, it just worked out. The mechanics, you know, just to make six figures, you just gotta, you just gotta reach uh, for bigger deals. You gotta, you gotta expand your network. You gotta be around individuals that are looking for sizable deals, and you have to be able to service those investors and service those clients. And ultimately, you know, when you enter that space of deals that are five million dollar plus, six figure deals are become the norm, right? So it's just about shooting really, really big. Um, shooting for the stars landing on the moon type of mentality. And um, it's, it's very profitable for everybody involved. But the key to making six figures or making a great income or making a great career for yourself is not thinking about the actual money. So the problem is a lot of people, they set goals for how much they want to make. For me personally, I don't do that. For me, it's just all about adding value to everything that I do and, and, and moving up the ladder organically and you know, through time and through effort, you will land where you exactly where you want to be. But you have to put the money on the back burner and, and just focus on service and focus on value add, adding value to everything that you do. And once you become a really good problem solver and a really good um, person that people can rely on to to find opportunities and create opportunities and create success for others, you start to get paid really, really well. So you got to look at it like anything in life, anyone that gets paid very high income or makes really good money, they're very specialized and they're, they're the best at what they do. So LeBron James, um, Steph Curry, Denzel Washington, um, Mark Zuckerberg, um, you know, Bill Gates, Donald Trump. These are people, Kanye, these are people who spend years and years, hours and hours mastering their craft at what they do. And then getting paid very, very well at the end, um, at the end result. So that's how I approach my business. I don't wake up in the morning thinking of any dollar amount. I wake up every day thinking about how can I add value? How can I better myself? How can I improve? And how can I create more success for other people? And ultimately that um, behavior uh, transpires into my results. Interesting. So question for you, like, when did you think your mentality started to change towards that? Is that something that you've always adopted or... Is that something that's like that you say you maybe learned one day? You know, it just came organically for me. It's just understanding that, you know, once once I start to see what it took to create true wealth and, and, and build the life that I wanted, it wasn't the dollar amount. It was how people reacted to myself, how people reacted to my business and how I made people feel when it came to doing business with me. And people like to pay people they like or people they enjoy doing business with very, very well. So I, I started to focus on my craft, focus on my, the creation of what I'm doing, and ultimately it just transpired into good results for myself and for my team and for the people around me. Um, but it definitely took some time when I was young, $2,200,000 made me very excited. But you know, when you get excited for the 100,000, you make stupid mistakes as well. So once I start to mature and start to realize that you know, $100,000 is, is not a lot of money, it needs to be reinvested in order to grow and to create real wealth. It made me really focus on my craft a lot more and try to continue to build good business. 
what do you think some of those mistakes with your first hundred were? <laughs> uh, I want to buy a brand new BMW at the age of 23. Um, if I knew better, I wouldn't have done that. I would probably buy a used car. But, you know, these are the trials and tribulations that you go through as a young person handling money that you, 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 you weren't expecting and money that you're not accustomed to seeing, especially coming from the community that I come from. Um, but it gave me a taste of it early and it made me get back focus a lot earlier than most. And um, I just continue to use that money to buy real estate and continue to turn real estate. Interesting. So what would you say like you're doing now? If someone were to ask, actually, you know, a better question. If you were to write a book on your life, right? Mm -hmm. What would the title of this chapter be? And like, what would you kind of summarize as some of the activities, lessons, um, you know, activities that you're doing in this chapter are? What would you, what would you describe this as? This chapter will be called The Beauty of a Troubled Mind for the simple fact that, you know, what people see what I'm doing today at my age, 35 years old, um, being in development, um, having close to a quarter billion dollars worth of developments on the go. Um, it, it seems chaotic. It seems impossible in the terms of how is he doing this. Um, but I've been doing this every day for 15 years. I've went through the ups and downs of the market. I've been through the ups and downs of partnerships. I've been through the ups and downs of just projects. I've seen it all. Um, I've helped a countless amount of people achieve success in real estate. I've seen success in real estate. I've also seen the downside of real estate as well. Um, but all those things have built me and equipped me to handle um, the new terrains that I'm now entering. So right now, you know, I'm just focused on development, building um, real estate. Right now we have 300 homes that are going to be constructed in the next three to four years. Um, and then we're also working with a, um, with a group of investors and servicing them as well, um, giving them great returns and uh, giving them a great experience with our company. Um, so yeah, so you know, the tools that I've learned along the way was just to, it's just to be patient, um, to have a resilient attitude, to continue to build team. Our team is always expanding and growing. And right now, my, my, my goal is to pull people up and to bring people along on the journey because the goal is just getting bigger and we need to now start formulating a team that we can continue to expand and uh, be a lot stronger. So right now, it's just an incubator stage. You know, Even though I'm in the development space, I'm still learning. I'm first generation and I'm bringing all the young, hungry entrepreneurs along with me. So eventually, we can, we can build this out and expand globally. Wow. 15 years and still feel like you're just getting started just getting started all that everything before that was practice so when when i was when i was growing up i read a book um i believe it's good to great um where they mentioned you know to be great at something or to master something you need 10 years or 10,000 hours i've surpassed my 10,000 hours i've surpassed my 10 years i'm on year 15 but you know what they didn't take into into consideration as well as the years that you have setbacks, right? So right now, you know, I've been through my my rocky years where I've had to learn some things the hard way. Um, maybe I was a little too stubborn or maybe I was too um, optimistic, but now I've kind of, you know, found my way, found my found my groove, and now I'm 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 I'm, I'm on a good trajectory. So just enjoying the process. I don't put a time limit to things and I don't put a dollar amount to things. For me, it's just 1% a day um, progressing forward and um, just keeping the momentum and then letting everything work out the way it's supposed to work out. Beautiful. And Aaron, quick before we rock and roll out of here, where can we find you online if we want to learn more about what you got cooking up? 
Yeah, so you can reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I'm the investor, so T H E underscore in, investor D T D. Um, I'm always online. I'm active. I was showing my project, and I love to connect with you. Hey, man, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and being on the show. We appreciate you. Thanks, man. Now, although it may seem like he's achieved a lot from the outside looking in, I think the only person that knows your true potential is you. So that was Aaron Charles in his episode of 100 Ways to Make 100K. Thanks so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I'm Javon.ca, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.